Well, hello, everybody. We've made it to the last week of... Uh, this is still October, right, Griff? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we're... Pretty close to the end, though. <laughs> yeah, we've made it to the home stretch. Actually, if, if you're listening to this, we're basically done. This is the last episode of the National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Yeah, tomorrow is Halloween, actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, what are you... Are you going, uh, going trick-or-treating? Uh, no, I'm, I've got my new house. I'm going to start passing out some candy for the first time because I don't get to do that. So, do you think you're going to get many kids you this year? What do you, what do you, what's your perspective on this? Is that kind of a bummer as a new homeowner? I'm forced to pass out candy to little no. kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a tragedy. Uh, what I did is most people have like a little thing of candy. I put small rocks in there yeah. with messages that just pretty much say, get off my lawn. <laughs> well, I don't and use I, cash often, so I figured I should just give them pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I totally got pennies as a kid, man. Did you really? Yeah, but they, they were in rolls of a dollar, so it, was, it wasn't the worst thing. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, it was like some old lady. Yeah. Specifically, I went there every year because I'm like, I'll, I will absolutely take money from you. Because as a little kid, I'm like, dude, a dollar? Yeah, <laughs> I will take. Yeah, but you, but it's a dollar in pennies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I made my dad go How? to the bank. Yeah, but this is my <laughs> thing. This. I think I respect that lady mm-hmm. because what she did is gave you a dollar, which even as an adult, I if you offered me a buck, I'd be like, hey, it's yeah, no strings. I'll take a buck. But she gave it to you. In the worst, most useless method. <laughs> but it was her way of getting rid of it all from herself. She doesn't want but, that but, either. But, I, but I'm, I'm like, because it's not like you can go, oh, hey, there's a pop machine or a candy. You can't even use it in a candy ball thing <laughs> and get a toy, which is 25 cents. You could buy four of those things. Yeah. But you can't because you can't shove 25 pennies. Nope. Not not a what? What can you buy for that? You can't buy anything. I guess you could buy like those little individual packets of gum for five cents. You used to. I don't think you can anymore. But I I don't know what era you you are from. <laughs> Listen, time traveler. If you go to like a gas station back in you know late nineties, probably they would give you the the one little piece of gum you could buy for five cents. It was I, in a bucket. Yeah, I was alive. <laughs> it was like in a fact, marathon. It wasn't even that weird. In fact. <laughs> I would have been driving in the late nineties. So then for you, you to tell gum. me, so <laughs> so for you to tell for you to tell me that this is yeah, it's totally yeah. no. You're describing something from the thirties, and this is why yeah. I this is the first time you've slipped up. Hey, if you oh sorry, I'm a time traveler. Yeah, that's true. But if you were in the thirties and you had five cents, you'd go see a movie. <laughs> you wouldn't have to buy a piece of gum. <laughs> I'm glad you're ready for Halloween. Where I live, there's like three houses, and mm-hmm. um, it's all mostly old people, and then me. Then it's a busy street with no sidewalk. So I have never in my entire life had, because uh, one year I even left the porch light, light on, the yeah. porch light on. That's classic signal. I got candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night before I realized, what's that light out the front? Ah, There's nobody. No one and nobody even came. Yeah. Like, nobody cared. Like, it was sad. Because I, I wouldn't have had any candy because I would have just had to say, listen here, kid, life is full of disappointments. There's some rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we should probably talk about <laughs> habits and trading. We absolutely should. You can tell how kind of slap happy we are. Um, this has been just such an incredible month. Um, I really, if you've been following along with all of the content that we've been putting out, thank you so much. I know you're probably sick and tired of hearing from me, um, but we do take this very seriously. And so I want to get started into our last one of sort of the, what I call the Nixum focus. Um, the National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. La- last week, we put together a webinar, which I'll, I'll have a little bit more information. If you missed it, you're you're in good shape. We recorded it. You can get a copy of it. Um but um, but I would also say that as good as everything's been, um, this has just been a month where we have just been nonstop. And so if it, if it seems like we're a little out of it today, I think that's just because, you know, we're ready for month. boring. Uh, it, it has <laughs> been a month. So. so I think we're ready to get started on the last of our cybersecurity topics. I, and I think I might need a little recap, though, because this is this is probably the, your, your first offense, technically. But we need to we, talk about what we were we kind of did things a little bit backwards, because if you remember, we started off our first week talking a little bit about technology. And even though we talked about technology first, we iterated how technology should be your last line of defense. And so everybody knows, hey, my antivirus is important. I need to have some security software. And of course, you should do those things. Um, then I, I believe we talked a little bit about preparedness. We talked about what do you do, creating policies, creating plans, responses, so that your staff have the ability to execute and, and, and not just policies that are, this is what happens if, but establishing a way that you can have uh, a faster response to incidents, issues, whatever, um, and just being aware that security is a problem. So we even talked a little bit about um, physically locking Mm -hmm. your server rooms. Then we moved it into business continuity. What happens if something does get through? Um, This is kind of that very last, this isn't your last line of defense, but this is what happens if this is your last, you know, your Hail Mary play, so to speak. And we talked a little bit about, you know, making sure, of course, you have well-tested backups and and that uh, you have a response plan in place and that your response plan includes that you make sure that the virus or malicious software is cleaned and that that's remediated before you start any recovery. And, of course, if all of that fails, cash in that cybersecurity policy and make sure that you have a real cybersecurity policy, not one of these riders that you see that is like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. How often do we see that? Yeah, they just they just that. pay the ransom. They don't pay for remediation. They don't mm-hmm. pay for negotiations, and they don't cover you if it's actual had uh, exfiltration. And in fact, more often than not, those policies are designed to decline you. So mm-hmm. they might in, they might not even pay out for the ransom because they're going to nail you on something. Cybersecurity policy usually says, "Hey, we know that this happens." So and definitely, we had, we had a guest speaker on uh, cyber insurance. We did the web. The webinar had uh, we had two two guest speakers, and one of them was about uh, was from a insurance expert that specializes in cybersecurity insurance, um, and and definitely harp on that a little bit. Which Shanna from Defendify uh, goes through a lot of the techniques and gives you the reverse marketing funnel approach to security. And our pal Blaine from Brown and Brown Insurance of Ohio uh, went ahead and recapped okay, you did all of this stuff, you did your best, and they still got through, now what? Mm -hmm. And so definitely worth a great 
listen. So yeah. we're probably going to talk a little bit more about uh, kind of Shanna's side, though, on uh, Defendify and training and whatnot. So what sort of habits and training? I mean, those are all you're going to, those are going to be your first line of defense, how your employees react to phishing attempts or. You know. Absolutely. So if, if contingency, if our contingency was, was everything went, um, and technology was our last line of defense, we skipped. What is the most important thing that you can do for security? The reality is this. Four to five malware samples are launched every second. Wow. Since we've been doing this nonsense podcast uh, and recording it, um, there will be hundreds hundreds. of, uh, of, of new malware on the market. And so how do you respond to that? Software is not enough. We, technology is not enough. And the reality is that the strongest asset in your company's arsenal is not something you install. It's something that uses the keyboard. <laughs> and I'm not saying that we're going to all switch to robots, but we could. We could. Your employees are the strongest and most critical portion of your cybersecurity plan than anything else. On the flip side, <laughs> your employees are the largest vulnerability in your organization. Yeah, human error, man. So what do we do? So this first level of defense is all about risk management and training. And this is where we're going to park on today. This is what we're going to think about a little bit. How do you take your team from a security liability to a security asset? And it's all about changing the culture. So we're going to start off. We need to focus on empowering and equipping our team to recognize these threats, to recognize cybersecurity inconsistencies before they need to go any further. So if you have a well-educated team, not only are they going to be able to identify threats on their own, but they can actually respond. And then here's what here's the here's the dream that I have, Griff. Hey, I got this malicious email. Maybe we're not forwarding that malicious email, okay? Because the last thing I want is for somebody to not read it and click on it and expose themselves. But be like, hey, be aware. I got an email with this subject. Just so that you know, it came from this email address, not Lighthouse's help desk Mm -hmm. or not the boss. Or the bank. Or or the bank. It was not a normal one. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is that then helps reiterate your security posture. So for me, the dream is about staff that can identify threats and share in that knowledge because sometimes we need to be reminded because if you can stop a threat there, bam, everything else is just secondary. Mm -hmm. And the reality is this is possible, but we talked about it. Everybody is allowed a bad day, and that's why we have five layers of protection for them Mm. is to minimize that risk. So... Let's start by teaching your team how to identify attacks. You need a learning platform. You need a product that can help you. And, and I know what's going to sound like we're, we're going to be a little preachy because we do have a platform we offer, but there are tons of products out there that do this now. This is really, we're determining, this is the best way for businesses to invest their money is in the training and improvement of their staff. Yeah, if anything, teaching your staff how to identify like the red flags, the big ones, that could save you so much time and money and, you know, and headaches because in that moment they hit delete. Yep. That threat never made it past the most important security product you mm-hmm. have. 
But I also say on the flip side, training may help you identify a failure. Maybe you went through and you did something, and as you did it, something didn't feel right, but you were fooled or duped. But the moment you did it, you realized I screwed up. Mm-hmm. By, by training your staff to follow an incident response plan, you can report, isolate that computer, report the incident, and get that issue remediated instantly. And there is no chance then at that point for a malicious attack. You've shut it down before it even started. And so by teaching, so even when it fails, identifying failures is a good thing. That is a positive because we know from average an attacker is going to sit dormant in your network for 100 days or more. We know this. Why? Because they're learning about your network and they're learning how much money you have or Mm -hmm. what you're worth or where your processes are or who your riskiest people. They're in there learning. So if you can identify somebody within 15 minutes, the reality is that threat is nullified right there, top level. So even if somebody screws up, you don't yell. You encourage them to report fast. Yeah. Um, So let's, let's do training. Let's start it at hiring. By the way, I hope you do train people about cybersecurity when you hire them. Yeah. Or at least start there. Make them aware of the policies that you have in place. That might seem like it's a smaller, you know, non-important item. You know, maybe you should be teaching them about your, your payroll, how, how that works or something, their job. You, but cybersecurity is yeah. just as important. Yep. Bring it up in the first 10 minutes of employment. Yeah. Hey, when you come in, you're, we're going to start off. We care about security. That's first thing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Um, we, we have uh, curriculums that we can offer some of our clients that, that give them an intro to all of that. Um, and uh, you, you should occasionally reiterate that throughout the year. But I say you should be more than that. You should be constant. Um, I believe we audit our staff monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and by offering this training, you are, as long as that training is good and relevant, there's, pl- again, plenty of products out there. I know we have ours. We're always welcome to, to, to send it your way. But, but realistically, there are plenty of products out there that help educate, and they use current events and current tactics. That's what you want. Teach them what criminals are doing today yeah. because those are the ones that are getting through. Just that constant training helps to submerse them into this culture of training. The other thing that we do is we simulate attacks. And I know this sounds really bad, but most malicious attacks start with phishing. And this is just a reality of the thing that we have to combat. Our staff give away their passwords. They're not stolen. I know it feels like it's stolen. (laughs) Our staff give them away. Our people give it away. And this is, this is a hard thing to, it's a, it's a hard thing of, um, is somebody doing something bad with this information? Absolutely. But we gave it to them. And because we didn't train, because we didn't educate, because they didn't recognize, they got tricked into giving it away. And that's how these hackers get their foot in the door. So for us, we recommend that you simulate phishing attempts This will help you identify your risk. This also will help you identify where your holes are. And I know that when we do that, the the phishing simulations, when an employee fails, they immediately have to take training. Mm -hmm. We we don't, you know, we're not here to make fun of them. We're not here to, 
we help them understand, we help them reinforce, okay, we know that this is an area. But of course, if they're constantly failing, now we know that we need to build safeguards around that person. Well, just like we kind of talked about um, in the webinar, we mm -hmm. talk about assessing risk and building layers of safeguards. If the same people um, or their job roles dictate, make them more vulnerable, then we need to isolate them from a networking and computer standpoint. I'm not saying that you're going to put them out in a steel building all by themselves and then disconnect the internet. <laughs> you may have to get there, but we don't want to get there. That'd certainly work though. <laughs> it, it is an option. As an IT guy, I condone it. Mm -hmm. As a human being and a boss, you probably will have somebody, there's, a, there's probably a lawsuit in there. Yeah. Blaine from our webinar uh, said kind of a quote that I'm going to paraphrase. Um, it was about how they really only need to um, succeed once. And our, our staff, the, the smartest person in, in, in your staff could be not falling for any of these phishing attempts. But if they fail once, then that uh, hacker has won. They don't need to do much. Uh, but it'd be a lot better if it was a simulation. <laughs> the chances are higher that you're going to be clicking on that and then being led to a training video. And some of these um, tactics that they're using are just devious. And mm -hmm. sometimes, I mean, the best person's going to fall for it. You know, it's a, it's a sad thing, but I, it's, it's I, um, <clears throat> have you fallen from what <laughs> I liked? I, I almost brag about it. That's true though. Yeah. Um, but I have failed a fishing attempt. Yeah. And, 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 and I should, I, I've, I've failed a fishing simulation. Yes. One of our simulations that we have. Yeah. Um, and it was in a time where we were doing a lot of hardware ordering, ordering, and the simulation was that of a FedEx simulation. Like a shipping confirmation, probably? Yep. Yeah. And, and we were going through so much hardware that I thought somebody had ordered something that I wasn't aware of. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what is this now? Let, Where is let this me click the tracking code or and, something. And in my, in my moment of stress... Mm -hmm. And this is my life. This is, I, I mean, this is what we do. I train people on this. Um, but you create a sense of urgency. And if you catch somebody in a moment of urgency, mm -hmm. you can get them to do whatever you want. This is the whole concept of this. Like you said, it's all about social engineering. And, and you brought it back to what Blaine said is, is that they could attack a million people a day. They need one person to fail. Yep. And that's success. We need to be 100%. And that's why we want to layer these off. And that's why we want to identify who are our riskiest people. Because the more we can train, the less we can decrease our exposure rate with them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about the webinar a lot, but that um, live hack you did was just amazing to be able to see how easy it is from their point of view, the hacker's point of view. Mm -hmm. Everything they can see, they can, I mean, just with, with a few clicks of um, the user, kind of messing up you know like i've, I've and it know, was and that FedEx. was i was listening it was listening now of course we did mm -hmm. we did our part all within 10 20 minutes because i knew that that was there but um what those what those do is they send a phone home that says hey i'm available and and i can see a list of connections and just imagine if i had 50 people just sitting there waiting yeah and i could go through and i could figure out and i could pick from the 50 that that i feel like i could do that research um, on the dark website, uh, it's even more crazy to me because on the dark website, um, I can actually take and do all of that research and then sell that to somebody. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, it's not the same attacker. The person who got their foot in the door 
may just sell that to somebody else. Yeah. And then that somebody else is going to figure out what you're worth. And then they can sell it for more money to somebody and say, look, here's your passwords. Here's your network set up. Here's how much money they're worth. Uh, you pay me 10% or you pay me $50,000 of your ransom. And you go, you know what? I don't have to do anything other than drop the payload yeah. because this person's already got me a foothold. That's what is that ransomware as a service? Basically sure is. It <laughs> Sell, sure is. People selling ransomware kits, setting it all up so that somebody else can, you know, take all their information and start, you know, ransoming out data. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is why it's important for us. It's mm -hmm. important for us that day one we talk about security. And you know what we're talking about? We are talking a lot about our staff, but you know who else is a vulnerability is you listening yeah. to this. Um, you, need to, you need to make yourself knowledgeable. Especially uh, if you're higher up in terms of um, permissions in, in the company. Yep. You have a lot more authority or access to things than you are a bigger target. And people see that on LinkedIn. People it's, see that everywhere. It's very easy to do research. You know, it's really hard. Uh, we get, we, you know, um, we are a customer for a product that we sell. I know that may sound stupid, but we, we, we talk about Defendify. Not only do we do Defendify, but you know that we use the security news from Sophos. And, and mm -hmm. I have... I actually have several places that I pull security news. And you may think, yeah, Matt, you pull that because you're an IT guy. Well, no, I, I pull that information because I'm a business owner. It's um, quality, helpful content. I need to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And I need to educate myself. And it's, I get a million newsletters. I get a million e emails of, of garbage. I find myself going back to naked security specifically. But all I the time. have to sit down at least once a week and read what's going on. Because yeah. if I don't, I open our company up for failure. And I don't want that. There's been a few times where I'll see an article and I'm like, ooh, I didn't realize that was a breach in this software that we use. We need to update that as soon as possible or send a notification to a group of clients because they mm -hmm. probably aren't going to update within the next you know, couple of days or months or <laughs> some people it, even years. It's, so. it's why we do, that's why we introduced those topics into the podcast because we, we covered items. We cover items that, um, uh, that are pretty common. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so... I, I, I don't want to hammer on a, you know, it's kind of like Inception. We're talking about the podcast within the podcast. We're breaking oh. the podcast wall. <laughs> um, but it is this, our podcast, our time is supposed to help empower you. Um, emails from services like uh, Defendify's Threat Alerts, um, signing up for security blogs from Naked Security. Man, I, I recommend you you do that if you because it's written for people. It's written for some entertainment, but it's also doesn't matter whether you're a security professional or somebody who has no idea what's going on. They do a great mm -hmm. job of making it understandable. Yeah. And what to do, what actions to take place. Um, I also want to say, you know, when you're, when you're trying to build out a posture or a culture of security, you need to reinforce it. Um, you know, yes, there's times to bust out the rod, but man, we sometimes need to remember that you, most people need to be reminded that they're doing well. Again, they could be thwarting attacks 100 times, 1,000 times a day. You have no idea. You need to let them know, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. You guys are watching these seminars. You're going through the classes. We're having conversations about security. You know, Maybe you're doing during your staff meetings, you're bringing up some of the things that you're learning about threats, whatever. Creating that culture where you're constantly talking about security, that topic may not be relevant in that moment, but that mindset, of how important security is means that your staff is always on it and, and rewarding staff for being part of your mainline security program 
is just a great way to get people to buy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do recommend that. Um, and then the the kind of the final thing is I I think you need a post documentation of we talked about how you should have these policies in place. Um, an incident response plan is fantastic, but if nobody knows where to find it or where it is in the moment of an emergency, then what's the point? Yeah, the the newest person in your company should be able to access that and know exactly what to do in if seconds. Happens. Yeah. So whether that means that you print it off and put it in every single office doesn't matter. Yeah. You summarize it doesn't matter. It's a desktop icon. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Somebody yeah. should be able to get to it. They should be able to recite it. And maybe that's it. You, you say it Pledge of Allegiance style. Every morning you come in, you write it up on the wall on a projector, and you say, I pledge allegiance to the incident response plan of Lighthouse IT Solutions. Um, I know that. <laughs> these are the red flags. of. <laughs> these are the red flags. Should I encounter a red flags, I will power off my computer and notify Lighthouse immediately as well as my supervisor. Oh, man, we should make a cybersecurity rep. <laughs> I, uh, I am, uh, yeah, all right, let's do it. You know what? I was going to say, I don't know that I can, but what's ever stopped us before? The backing track could be cyber. (laughs) (laughs) And if you think you're, you know, not doing too well, or maybe you think you're doing pretty good at this and you just want to confirm that you can absolutely do our, um, security cyber smart assessment. It's a self-assessment basically that'll allow you to kind of just Make sure you're doing okay. If your posture's all right, if you're you know prepared, if you got some uh, disaster recoveries in place, pretty much everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a downloadable right now. You don't need to give us any information. Nothing. We want it in your hands. Uh, you just go to lighthouse.sol.com/cybersmart and that'll get you started. Fill that out now. Maybe you fill that out and you're not sure what to do with it. Then you can go back to that same page and submit that right back to us. And what we'll do is we'll just set up some time. It's, it's, it's on the house for that meeting. We'll go through. We'll help you understand how you can improve things and, and how you can make it better and what you're doing well. I mean, let's, let's celebrate the victories that you have. So strongly encourage you to do that. Yep, and it's separated into uh, kind of four categories, just like how we've done the uh, podcast this uh this and, month, so. and remarkably designed uh, all around so that all of it fits together. That's crazy, though. That just kind of happened. It just sort of happened. <laughs> it just sort of happened. Well, thanks, Matt. That's been uh, super helpful. I'm super excited to uh, finally get, have another uh, Nick Sam month under our belts. Absolutely. And and don't forget, um, check out that webinar. Uh, I know that you've yeah. made a few. I know we've probably said a bunch of stuff in there, but um, Shanna did such a great job just talking about um, uh defense in depth about how it's a multi-level process for security. It's no longer have backups and have antivirus. It is so much more. It is five levels, not two. Um, And, and, I really appreciated Blaine. Um, he kind of demystified some of the helped you through. <laughs> yeah, hey, this is. Did you know that this is going to happen? Did you know that you could get sued? Yeah, and that your your twenty thousand dollar rider on insurance ain't gonna ain't gonna, do, not anything. gonna do anything, or it'll just apply to the ransom and not your downtime. You know, and most businesses we learned were something like I don't know 10, 10 or sixteen days. Go back, watch the podcast, or uh, not the podcast, go check out the webinar and and find out for sure, uh, because I've already forgotten. I just know that it was a long time. (laughs) And then, um, you know, my contribution was because those guys did so great. All I did was I hacked a computer uh, and uh, (laughs) took some pictures. (laughs) I I stole some pictures off of it. Um, we, we, we met a fictional character named Sam Opfer, and, uh, and we stole some data from him. Yeah. And so 
Um, I think it would have been a little bit cooler had I uh, not been using a lab environment, but I always get a little bit scary, uh, um, even when I'm doing my own hacks, um, <laughs> about leaving that stuff open. Yeah. Uh, but we could have attached a webcam, and I could have streamed my webcam. Yeah. Um, hey, you took photos, man. That was good I did take I did take some photos and some yeah. screenshots, so it was kind of scary how easy it is for us. So go check that out. Find out what it's like to yeah. be a hacker. Find you know See what it, what it looks like. You cram that into a three-part, 60-minute webinar. So that's uh, impressive you were able to just kind of do that right away. <laughs> yeah, it was just I just decided to do that. Everybody had it covered, so I just was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack a computer. I changed my mind. I think that's it. Uh, we have survived, like you said, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Uh, thank you so much for everybody. It will be somewhat business as usual when we get back together next week. Uh, but until, until then, stay safe. Whether you're out in public and wear a mask, it's your your uh, outdoorsy antivirus, I suppose. Although it really keeps other people safe. Regardless, wash your hands. <laughs> Just wash your hands. <laughs> Just wash your hands. Be safe, um, and be safe online as well. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, it's another one in the books, Griff. 